Welcome to the Marketing God Podcast, where we provide insights and knowledge to assist you in reaching and engaging with more people. Together, as we apply marketing insights to your good work, we hope to help more people know you, turn to you, and ultimately become loyal to God. This is week number two, and the week's topic is understanding your target audience. Today, our focus is repositioning a fool's chase and works with truth number 31 in the book, Marketing God. Introducing your marketing strategist, author, and guide on this journey, Donna A. Heckler. Hello, everyone. Our topic for today is repositioning is a fool's chase. This comes from truth 31 in the book, Marketing God, and the title of that truth is repositioning is often a fool's chase. Often, in the course of marketing, you will hear people say that they need to quote-unquote reposition a brand. Basically, they are saying that they want the brand to stand for something different or mean something different to the user. There are huge challenges with this concept, and that is what we are going to explore today. But before we do, Let me share the Bible verse that we use in this truth in the book. Again, we turn to Proverbs. This time it's Proverbs 14, verse 8. And it reads like this. The wisdom of a prudent man is to discern his way, but the folly of fools is weak. The foolish folly of the concept of repositioning lies in the question of who owns the brand. Many marketers, unfortunately, believe that they own the brand. Therefore, they believe that they can change it. They can rebrand it if they like, or they can reposition it on a whim. But the crux of the question is, where does the brand exist? Yes, it is true that the marketing team works to develop the logo, the brand standards, directs the advertising and the promotion, defines the brand promise initially, etc., 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 And don't worry, we're going to be diving into all of those items as we move through these podcasts. But back to our question, where truly does the brand exist? The brand does not exist on paper, though we may try to define it that way. The brand does not exist as a service or product, although that is how the promise of the brand is kept. A brand exists in a person's mind in your target audience's mind. If your target audience thinks that your brand is old and stodgy, then it will be virtually impossible to ever convince them that the brand is hip and cool. When marketers try to reposition, they often are telling us that they simply don't like what people think about their brand. Marketers seem to think that if they use different designs or colors or a new logo or say things differently, that people will begin to love their brand. Sadly, that's not how it works. Fundamentally, people do not think about your brand nearly as much as you do. They see it, it registers as something, and they file it away for later. To reposition, a marketer is saying that not only are they going to bring their brand to the forefront of people's minds and thoughts, But the people are going to spend time thinking about it, thinking about the brand, changing their opinion of it. Honestly, that is nearly an impossible task. The important thing to be considering here is your target audience. 
we include this topic, in fact, with our, our target audience topic of the week, because it is your parishioner, your member, who ultimately owns your brand. We say own it because it is safely saved in their brains. Instead of starting with your brand and quickly trying to reposition it if something seems off, start instead with your users. Who are they? What are their perceptions of your brand and why? How do they consider it? When do they choose it? Simple questions like these will help you understand how they are defining your brand. A focus group or some short surveys can help provide you with great insights into what your audience is thinking. A great example of a wrong way to reposition comes from Gap in the secular world. You know, Gap clothing company, right? A few years ago, they decided to change things around, freshen up the brand, reach a changing demographic, and with no warning, they changed their logo and all sorts of their brand materials. In a matter of weeks, they had to turn everything back to the original. Why? Because there was such outrage. Why would Gap do that? Everybody was asking. What Gap forgot about was what their brand meant to their consumers. While yes, demographics change and trends change, Gap had a solid place in the hearts and minds of their users. Those users were quite unhappy with any change to their trusted brand. Even with a gigantic budget, Gap was unable to make the change. Why? Because the brand is owned by the consumers. It was in their heads. A fun example that we use in the book, and I think it's worth repeating here, is the perception of Catholic schools. To this day, if someone says they went to a Catholic school, images are stirred up of scowling nuns with rulers in their hands, right? It does not matter how much Catholic education has changed. That perception resides in the minds of those who are familiar with Catholic education. This speaks to the fact that it's all about who owns the brand. In marketing, we can steward the brand, we can support it, we can help to drive it and communicate it, but ultimately, the brand lives in the hearts and minds of those you serve. Here's the thing. Given that you are doing God's work on here on earth, let God change hearts and minds as he sees fit. You focus on doing what you do and doing it well. That's what he needs you to do in his vineyard. As you reflect on this particular podcast, ask yourself, what do your parishioners, your members think about your brand? Since they own it, what might they say about it? And now a word about next week. Next week, we are starting a new topic. We are building on our understanding of target audience from this week, but we are going to begin to explore branding from a strategic view. So join us next week. We look forward to seeing you when we discuss branding. Thank you for being here. We are so glad you listened in today. Look for the worksheet for today's topic in the podcast link. We invite you to join the Marketing God Facebook group where we share additional tools, insights, and ideas with each other. Are you looking for even more insights? You can purchase the acclaimed book, Marketing God, online at your favorite Catholic bookstore or for larger quantities through the publisher OSV.